0: This is Episode 9, Female Empowerment with Sophie Leponimi. Welcome to Sophia on Earth. I'm your host, Sophia. I'm a coach, entrepreneur, and yoga teacher, and I help women lead from their feminine in their relationships and in business. On this podcast, we talk about what it means to be human and how each of us gives the human experience meaning and makes it work for them. Connect with me at sophiaonearth.com or via Instagram at sofianearth, and let me know how you are making the human experience work for you. Today's guest is Sophie Lepanimi. Sophie is a fellow coach and student with the Elementum Coaching Institute. And in our conversation, we talk about how both of us work with women and the work that we've done with ourselves to create the space to support women when they want to come into their authentic expression of who they are. Hi, Sophie. Hello. So as we get started, why don't you tell everybody kind of a little bit about yourself, um, where you're based, those sort of things. Yeah. So I'm
1: Sophie. I'm a 26-year-old woman in Finland, in the middle of Finland, quite small town called Juveskula. I currently in my one-bedroom apartment and um, yeah... I'm a feminine embodiment coach. So I, I empower women. I have some men clients as well, but mainly focused on women currently. And empowerment is something
0: that I'm very passionate about. I love moment. that. Yeah. How did you get into women's work? Like you said, you're a feminine embodiment coach. Where did the story begin with that? Hmm.
1: Well, uh, first of all, my story with coaching came through my psychology studies. So I grew up with some trauma, as we all do, and I was in my whole teenage years. And then I was always thinking, like, I'm going to be a psychologist. Like that's the way I'm going to heal myself. Then I'm going to heal others. Yes, this is how we go alongside I was also dreaming of becoming a model so I was doing like modeling gigs I was going to model trainings uh, learning a lot of like feminine stuff on that side and I grew up with my mom owns a boutique so like we would have just like magazines and not like books but just like magazines of fashion magazines everywhere and looks were always very important and femininity was always very important in my house and Kind of like the things I was passionate about were connected to that. I was also dancing and yeah, a lot of stuff that were connected to the feminine. But when I was in studying psychology in Paris, I got into a very depressed state myself and uh, also got this kind of spiritual awakening there as well. And uh, after my spiritual awakening, um, which was kind of like just like light switching uh, on in my small apartment in Paris, where I was just like crying and being on suicidal thoughts, and just suddenly waking up and realizing like it's all me, it's all me, I'm responsible of my life, and just like this, a lot of like epiphanies came. And in that time, I was also listening to. Like personal development stuff and Eckhart Tolle and all these things were kind of like finally landing all the seeds that had been planted in my subconscious mm-hmm. and uh, yeah after that I got into coaching so I ended up quitting psychology studies and really just like heading towards becoming a coach and learning about it and Then when I started that I just wanted to help women at first I was like I want to help women you know with people pleasing with this and that and then I got some female clients and then the second thing was that I got kind of like a channeling of this workshop called self body love workshop and that's basically what I learned in my modeling years and with my Eating disorder and just like going through this journey of always thinking I'm not enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not sexy enough, I'm just not enough until I do a boob job, until I get my nose done, I won't be enough. And in the modeling industry, I was kind of like getting this message: if I'm my thighs are skinnier, then I'll be enough. If this happens, I'll be enough. And I lived in this constant battle with myself to be enough and look certain way and lose weight. And I was constantly just like in control with that. And then I found the tools along the way to be okay with myself just the way I am and just like loving my body and being in it and focusing on how it feels. And the more I started doing that, what happened was people found me more attractive.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Men were stopping me in the streets of Paris. I hadn't done any, I hadn't been on a diet. I hadn't done bought a new serum or anything. It was this inner glow that started happening when I was just telling myself I'm enough and doing all these kind of embodiment practices through dancing and touching myself and mirror work and affirmations and all that inner job and then the more I started doing that I realized like it was this like this was the answer I was searching the outside things thinking it needs to be the boob job or something to make me feel enough and then I found that it was inside out it was my inside game and that's been kind of what I've been giving now for women this self body love workshop when we really dive into getting that glow getting that radiance getting that acceptance and then it really shines through and it's kind of it looks like you've done something on yourself afterwards <laughs> because you start to glow like you've had this something um, done on you but actually it's just this inner energy that radiates it's that vibration so yeah that's my journey this far
0: Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. It's super interesting for me to hear, because I find that often, when I work with women, they're kind of coming from the other side, like, you know, you, what I heard was, you grew up around a lot of kind of femininity, right? And it was just kind of like a natural process. And there were like some, quote unquote, toxic aspects to it, um, or like, just, let's just say unhealthy. but It, it, it was coming from like more of the unhealthy feminine and then moving more into a healthy feminine, right? And the other side of the spectrum is coming from more of a unhealthy masculine, right? Like women, like really kind of showing up in a very masculine way. Not that, that there's anything wrong with that um, and trying to tap into all the things that were kind of natural to you, right? Um, yeah. So it's really interesting to see like these both ends of the spectrum
1: yeah yeah and I can tell like well first of all I grew up without a dad and I grew up just playing with my princess toys you know Barbies I I grew up in this like very feminine way there was not a lot of like masculinity in the way I was raised so that's also why I am naturally very feminine Mm -hmm. I feel like if you grew up with more like being the daddy's girl and playing soccer and the tomboy and maybe you had a lot of brothers and there was like maybe like people were mean to you about being the girl and like bullying you about being the girl because that's the story of some women then of course you don't want to tap into your femininity i grew up with being like embraced in that sense so it's very natural even Today people are like, oh, feminine, like, you know, be be more masculine, you'll be protected or whatever. For me, it's super hard. I'm like always drawn to being just more soft and more sensual or something, because that's how I was more growing up as well.
0: Yeah, beautiful. And that's like for all of us, right? It's always about finding the balance, finding the balance between the two poles and integrating both parts in ourselves. So, you know, it's, it kind of doesn't matter where you come from. It's just about kind of what aspect you're cultivating in yourself.
1: Yeah. I'd like to ask you what got you into this interest
0: about feminine and masculine energies and this work. I also grew up without a dad, um, but my mom was more like in her masculine, because she was kind of just like taking care of a lot of stuff. So I was around some of that energy. And growing up without a dad, obviously, I mean, we all have our traumas and stuff, but it had an impact on me also in terms of relationships. So I would often attract men that were kind of like unavailable, emotionally, emotionally, Well, mostly emotionally, (laughs) they were physically there, but they didn't want to commit or whatever. So my journey actually started around really calling in my person um, and doing the work for that to be possible. So letting go of a lot of kind of old trauma, letting go of a lot of old limiting beliefs and in the process of I was actually in a coaching program, like a group program. Um, it's called Be the Queen, um, with Christine and Stephanos, our okay. coaches. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, and part of the program, besides like healing and like uh, rewriting your beliefs, is also feminine and masculine dynamics. So I really fast consciously learned about it from them, coming from I want to be in a healthy relationship. I want to call in my person. And it was just kind of part of that. Right. And then they go into other things as well, like around dating and stuff. And uh, when I first heard about it, like it really resonated with me on like a physical level. And I noticed that often kind of like I was like working like corporate jobs I like studied law so I was like in a more masculine world anyways Um, I remember one job that I had during law school Um, it was like a team of 10 people and I was the only woman so I was around a lot of men and not not like necessarily very masculine men but like men and we kind of learn in society a certain way to show up like more masculine like more go go out there do the things to-do list abc um that kind of energy and obviously i adapted to that a little bit because it just felt safe right and it's also just there's not a lot of examples how to lead in a more feminine way Um, So I was around that for a long time, and especially also in my professional world. And when I did this course and learned about feminine masculine dynamics, it really not only shifted something for me in terms of relationships, and also how I want to feel and what feels best in my body, because I actually feel most at ease, most happy, most kind of content and just aligned and joyful when I can be more in my feminine energy, which was more foreign to me. And I want to call in a man who's more in a masculine energy. And obviously you need polarity. So if I want to be more feminine, then I need a man who's more masculine. And from learning that in in the context of relationships, I discovered that that obviously has an impact on my professional life and how I show up in a meeting and stuff as well and last year I was working in a startup and it was also very like male-dominated environment and it was really interesting to see it was after I had just kind of finished this uh, course it was really interesting to see when there was a woman who was leading a meeting in a very masculine way, it just does it didn't resonate with the men. There were a lot of comments, like like somehow maybe there was like this element of competition, but I noticed it was just like a two-hour meeting or something, and a woman was running it in a very masculine way, like very kind of like military style. Obviously, like I'm exaggerating, and there's also nothing wrong with that. But my guess would be that it didn't feel that good to her and her body to run this meeting in that way. And it created some sort of friction in just like the the group of men that were there as well when kind of tapping more into a feminine energy i think would have created more connection and the sense of like joy and fun in in this um, in the setting so yeah i i discovered that this impact that it had on my relationships but also my professional life mm-hmm. and discovered too that this was something I wanted to share with other women, because I know a lot of women who are more in their masculine, just, you know, from law school, like from all the, these environments that I was in. And I'm pretty sure that it doesn't feel great to them and their bodies as well. Maybe for some people, right? Because like the thing with like your feminine essence, it's not like necessarily when you're a woman, you have a more feminine essence, but in most cases, and I just noticed that this has such a power for me and had such an impact on my life. And I want to share that with other women that are also more in in their masculine, because nobody ever told them how to not do that, especially when you have a career. And yet you can Mm -hmm. have such a profound impact and just feel good in your body when you can tap into more of your essence. So that's kind of like how it started for me, how I got there and um, why I love working with women.
1: Mm. Wow. Coming from the law world to a coaching world. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. I can see it. And also like, sometimes it's not safe to be very feminine because once we are more feminine and more sensual, men approach women more yeah women are more attractive and sometimes it's not safe to be attractive if there is like something has happened in the past Mm -hmm. so it's also what I come across in coaching and stuff is that sometimes women protect themselves by being masculine by not wearing, you know, sensual, sexy clothes, but like baggy clothes. And like, I've I've sometimes like wanted to int- kind of like, not consciously even to gain weight so that I wouldn't be as attractive mm-hmm. if something like has happened to me. So we kind of like, that's kind of like our protection mechanism sometimes. It's just not safe to be feminine and radiating and sensual if we're not empowered in it as well yeah we don't have that empowerment to have boundaries and say no and just like know where the limits goes and have uh, know our worth know our value and just like yeah set those boundaries create that safety for ourselves
0: as well a hundred percent and then two what was true for me kind of growing up I heard a lot of these like sentences like you can't rely on men Uh, men Mm -hmm. make promises but they don't keep them any sort of thing around those those lines right so I learned pretty young that I have to take care of myself and it's almost like I put on this masculine mask pretending like I had to kind of take care of things and be in charge and control and whatever so that I can be safe, right? So it, like, it makes a lot of sense that that would be the case.
1: Yeah. So ideally, if we all gone through with the secure attachment style, with this ideal family, with this ideal mom and dad and everything's gone through well, then it's maybe easier not to create any kind of shields, but yeah. yeah.
0: And then still life happens, right? Then you have like some partner and something happens or like a friend that bullies you or like a, you know, it's like almost inevitable that stuff happens to us that has an impact on that as well. Yeah. 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 I love what you just shared too about having these boundaries and kind of knowing or having your empowerment in your feminine. And I would love to hear a little bit more around that from you, because I know that when we are very kind of like much leaning into one end of our feminine masculine spectrum, then we also kind of want to bring this other element in, right? So Mm -hmm. what I mean is, I would love to hear you speak a little bit on your connection to the masculine within yourself to the masculine Mm -hmm. energy.
1: Well, I'm working on that. A lot. <laughs> like all my all my coaches are like Sophie, you know, structure, you know, boundaries. And I'm like, I'm crying. <laughs> I don't know where he is. And, um, I just had a call with Secret Tassis. She's the feminine embodiment leadership coach, and she was like, "Yeah, Sophie, you can start to you know imagine this kind of bodyguard." protecting you protecting your feminine and promising your feminine like she'll have her hours here and here but you know bring that masculine to lead it and stuff so I'm definitely working on it a lot like still in my life and with money mindset and becoming an entrepreneur and all that but where I do think my masculine already exists uh, and talking about the empowerment is especially that I think when you're so much in, the wo- in a bit like wounded feminine, there's not masculine at all. And there's not this healthy feminine that knows her worth. And when you are very feminine, but there's no boundaries, not knowing your worth. And there's not this essence of, I know I can give to myself. Like I can fill my cup. Then we get pretty, we're all sensual, we're all sexy, but we search the validation from the outside. Mm. We are feminine attractive, we do get approached, but there can be a lot of like moments when you're not respected, or there can be too much approaching, or something can be appropriate, inappropriate, I mean when there's no boundaries, when there's no this essence of I can give to myself. And I think when I learned to really fill my cup more and more, I don't need that validation. I don't need those things from the outside. I do enjoy my femininity. I enjoy flirting. I enjoy going out. I enjoy using that, flirtatious playful feminine energy in my everyday life but I don't need some kind of outcome from it it's kind of like I'm just enjoying it myself and I think that's empowerment when you're not seeking something from the outside
0: Mm, yeah I love that Mm. what are some tools that you used to be able to create boundaries and hold them and just to step into this empowered sense not needing validation from the outside
1: like i think we're not taught to give to ourselves first of all so i think even for me um i started this is quite intimate uh, i started to masturbate like in my 20s i didn't masturbate when i was a teenager and just you know, buying more sex toys, buying all the dildos you want, just like fulfilling yourself with your own sexual energy and knowing that you don't need sex from the outside, like you can fill your cup. Then just going from from your sexual needs to any other need you have. Like just giving to yourself in and in the craziest way. I think sometimes we're like, oh, I can't book myself a photo shoot. Why not? <laughs> like why do you not yourself like this? Why not to have a lingerie photo shoot just for yourself where you feel like a sexy queen? Why not to go on a date with yourself to a very fancy restaurant and put that nice dress on and order yourself wine and this whole three-course meal and just fill your cup? I do all these things like I do I book myself a photo shoot that I may use in my coaching now as well (laughs) it's related but sometimes not and then I go and date myself often I go for a dinner or lunch by myself and in Finland nobody does that in Paris people did go to eat by themselves it was more socially acceptable but I keep doing it in this very small town here (laughs) and people are like who the fuck she is i'm just like it's it's this coaching thing (laughs) and just like in any way you can feel feel full whatever it is for me it's also meditation it's going to a dance class it's it's different things that really fill me up in a way that i'm just in a state of overflow
0: Beautiful. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I guess like by starting with like even small things, right? Even, you know, you start with like one lunch for yourself or whatever, you build kind of like the muscle, like it becomes the neural pathway in your brain. It becomes more normal for you to to fill your own cup. And then you can think of other areas where you can do that too. I love that.
1: Yeah, it can be like in our school we're learning the regulation and Mm -hmm. I feel like I even had a client who was really into incense and for her it was like just putting that incense on and just like chilling down she was like getting more just chilled and calm and being present with herself and there's this beautiful sense, like it can be like a very tiny thing to just tune in and kind of like learn to be with yourself mm. and get to know yourself like sometimes we're searching so much like oh I need to hang out with this friend or uh, date this guy or go on this date or see this and and just like we forget that all the power is here within but we also need to tap into it and yeah be with ourselves
0: yeah, yeah. and I've, I feel like there's also just a lot of shame like it's very normal for like men to masturbate Like, Mm. but for women, like, that's just one example, right? Like a lot of things around the female body, there's a lot of shame, I feel like in society and we can't really talk about it. And when men do it, it's like, like, it's no big deal. It's just like, let's talk about it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So there's a lot to break through there as well. And, and, uh, I, I honor you for sharing that with us and empowering other women to feel less shame around masturbating.
1: Yeah, and like, yeah, masturbation is such a self-love practice as well. And what what has happened to me, (laughs) it's gonna be another intimate share, that I masturbated like a very long, like almost like a two-hour session. I may like often masturbate that I I'm a sensual person, so I need like scent, music, chocolate kombucha like being with myself journaling like a very pleasurable already like pleasurable evening for so it's like I'm turning myself on with time and I was doing this like just like setting everything up like turning my inner feminine on and I was masturbating for like two hours in every way I was wanting that somebody would have sex with me and i ended up attracting somebody (laughs) and having exactly that kind of sex i had with my masturbation moment (laughs) wow (laughs) really and how, how could that be more empowering to know that you can attract that kind of sex that you want like you are exactly that powerful because anything you can see in your mind and feel in your body and really be there present and you know have that experience now in a visualization meditation or masturbation
0: <laughs> you can bring
1: that into your life in in real life with somebody yeah. so yeah I really really um, encourage women to just yeah get more in tune with their bodies and there's so many coaches for uh, like f- female pleasure and all the tantra people and stuff so that's where I started I was like going through all these courses for women's pleasure and stuff and getting more in tune with my own body I love that. that
0: yeah that's that's just like manifestation 101 <laughs> <laughs> just... you, can, you can manifest anything yeah in the experience, yeah, but not, yes. Yes. yeah. <laughs> just really feeling it and not just kind of picturing yeah. something but not actually experiencing it.
1: I love that. We need time, so like, give yourself time for self pleasure. I think, and it doesn't need to be, it can be a massage, just put massage in your body, it can be, it doesn't have to be like um, using a sex toy to masturbate, even. Yeah. It can, Self pleasure in many different ways. Yeah, I love Mm -hmm.
0: that. So beautiful and totally with you. Yeah, glad to hear. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting. While I kind of asked you, like, what tools you used, right? I also thought about, like, what were some of my tools also around boundaries, coming more from like this masculine spectrum, right? And thinking about "Mm, what was like the key thing that really worked for me in terms of coming more into not just my femininity, but also just my power as a woman. And for me, that's anger walk. Walking through anger and really experiencing my anger, that really has shifted a lot for me. Because underneath the anger, that's where the power is, right? Yes. So sometimes when I in this startup job that I already mentioned when I had to have like a very uncomfortable conversation with my boss, because there was something that he said or did that just wasn't working for me. I almost tried to like tap into my anger before not to come at him from an angry place, but to like feel the anger, like in my like solar plexus and my belly so that it would fuel just my voice in terms of like how clear I would kind of deliver my message, right? And wouldn't be like, yeah, well, so um, you said, uh, mm, and this was really, mm, you know, but it was like this happened and this is why this is not okay. And I need you to, in this situation, show up for me in this kind of way and to have like not just the energy behind it, but also the clarity in my voice, So anger walk really changed the game for me in terms of speaking my needs, really speaking my truth, standing in my power, and being able to put up boundaries and then also hold them up.
1: Mm. Yeah, validating your feelings and honoring your feelings.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, really allowing them to be expressed, right? Because again, especially for women experiencing anger or showing anger, that's like not as acceptable as it is for men, right? It is accepted to kind of see a man lose his shit and go full on rage, right? I mean, it's not very healthy, but it is it is accepted like in uh, to an extent. And for women, again, there's like a lot more shame around it. There's a lot more. You can't do that. You can't kind of like... Speak up loudly if you do your x, y, and z. So mm. there is a lot of shame, whatever around it as well. yeah and and it's so powerful and so empowering to just also in the body to just really feel the sense of passion and power and clarity to be able to speak up and all the things.
1: Yeah, Could that be kind of like you owning your masculine as well? in that sense
0: probably yeah definitely but in a different way right in a more integrated way and less of a I'm just going to control the situation and you know follow the steps but it it like is coming through me as a healthy expression of the masculine within me for sure yeah the passion like the you know there can be like a little bit of rigidity around it as well so for sure wow beautiful Mm -hmm. and at the same time it's almost like it's amplifying the feminine because the feminine is fierce right the feminine like has discernment like knows what's right and wrong and this connection to the anger almost like this like more masculine like intense emotion it just amplifies the feminine for me
1: oh wow interesting you said that because I started doing anger work like few months ago (laughs) and I actually had discovered through a homeopathic healer that why my left side of my body has always been numb because I have so much repressed anger in my body and I haven't been conscious of it at all and then she gave me these homeopathic drugs it was on, like, uh, March to, to kind of, like, stimulate yeah. the anger to, to come out. And then our school, Elementum, started, and I started to really give myself time to do anger work, like screaming, hitting pillows, and really starting to let that out. And I feel like I've become, by now already, it's been a few months more in different person mm. in person and i can relate to what you were saying like really honoring and give coming with that energy to different spaces and conflict situations and stuff but i'm curious as well to know like how is it showing up di- like how is it showing up differently like do you feel like that the more you've done anger work it helps you with your business it helps you with boundaries even better does it help you with things like because I'm seeing like maybe because I wasn't honoring my anger just because I hadn't integrated all my masculine yet and I haven't honored like that kind of more like the masculine
0: feeling in me to appear Mm. yeah so I think it goes back to what we were saying before with building like this neural pathways, these new normals. So for me, the biggest thing was as I started saying no in a small situation, or as I started kind of speaking my truth or speaking up for what I needed, or even just having a salary conversation, right. And Mm -hmm. going in, like really prepared that I know what my worth is, and that I know what kind of salary I deserve and what Salary is not what I'm going to accept. And it, it was kind of challenging in the beginning. So sometimes I knew when I was partly working remote. So I knew when I had a conversation like that with my boss, I would sometimes try to have it remote first because then I'm in my own space. We're not in the same room. Some of the mm-hmm. haptic kind of like human elements are removed and it just feels a little bit easier to have a conversation like that and then the next time you know I made sure that we have the conversation in person so it started with like small steps and it was still kind of like iffy but it was really about yeah speaking up for myself standing my power knowing my worth setting boundaries saying what I need and again it was kind of in the beginning like a little um yeah um, Um, Yeah. (laughs) But then uh, it got easier. And now, and I noticed this when the anger comes up, I notice, ooh, there's like some anger coming up in my belly, which I didn't notice before. I kind of Mm -hmm. like went straight to suppressing something. I know, ooh, this is a moment where I have to speak up. Not from my anger, not kind of letting my anger out at other people. I can do that. I can create a little ceremony for myself and do that before. But I know that a boundary has been crossed or something isn't working for me. So I have to say something. And I've noticed from just kind of starting to put it into practice, mostly in conversations. For me, it was mostly in kind of work situations. But now I'm noticing also. Uh, with kind of men and like friendships or like romantic relationships that it's a lot easier for me to just say, Hey, you set this one thing and that's really not working for me. We can talk about this when X, Y, and Z happens. Mm-hmm. And it has become easier and easier. And now I notice it and I'm like, oops, something isn't working. A boundary has been crossed. And I either in the moment can say something about it or when the situation is more appropriate but it really has allowed me to fully step into my know, to fully stand in my boundaries, to fully stand in my power and in my discernment. So, and then obviously that has an impact, right? Now, um, as I'm stepping into coaching full-time, I have like this freelance gig um, that I do also in kind of the startup context and the salary or like hourly rate discussion was completely different it wasn't discussion I just came in this is the number and they just said yeah okay you know and I don't even before I often felt like I kind of sell myself short and now it wasn't even a question I thought about like what what is like appropriate and what would feel self-honoring for me and also allow me to take care of my needs and pay my rent and stuff like that and yeah it was in discussion like we talked about like how many hours I'm gonna do but the salary like the hourly rate it was just the yes so it has an impact in that way for sure Mm -hmm. and then that ties into everything else right that ties into How you work with clients, how you interact with your friends, how, when somebody asks you for a a favor, how you respond, relationships, everything, family, it really, for me, is about standing in my power.
1: Oh, yeah. And that way you're also taking responsibility of yourself. Because when you say you're no, when you honor your boundaries, because nobody else knows our boundaries. Like they are not psychics fully. Like I'm just read everything. So when we communicate them and we stand by them, like energetically as well. And you, it sounded like you're very embodied with the salary you were wanting. Like you, you knew your worth. There was no discussion. <laughs> there was no negotiating need, needed. This was just like this is it, this is the salary I want. And because you were so embodied with it, kind of like send that vibration, I guess. Mm. Oh yeah, she's getting what she is. Like you get what you
0: are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, so true. I like Mm. that. Thank you for reflecting that back. So true. (laughs) Yeah. It's always about embodiment. Mm. And I love that that is also what what you teach in your workshops yeah yeah because we can understand something intellectually like we can know oh yeah feminine energy is more like this or you know mm. my when i'm in my feminine whatever uh, i do these things but to really understand it on a physical somatic level completely different game
1: yeah and something that uh, came up for me right now is actually i saw this in my coach secret Tassi's um post on instagram what she keeps kind of emphasizing is that femininity looks different on all of us Mm. there can be this forced idea for us women that oh my God, being feminine, it means I need to wear pink or I need to have tight clothes or I need to look like this, I need to sit like this, I need to move like this, I need to have this kind of tone or whatever, like, no, it looks different for all of us. The same way we think like, oh, a coach should be like this or a person should be like this or wife should be like this or friends should be like this. No, we are here to be ourselves and that's unique so femininity can look different for all of us but we can all kind of feel when it's real when it's mm. when it's that energy when it's not masculine energy but i think it's 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 service is we think we need to be different no i mean we need to look the same and kind of act the same and just be the same Because we are not the same. Like our bodies are different. Our looks are different. Like our essence is still different, even if it's feminine. And that's the beauty of it
0: as well. Yeah, I love that. And I I 100% agree and feel that too. That for one person feeling really into their feminine essence, maybe about like wearing dresses or taking a bath or whatever. And for somebody else, It may be being really compassionate, really connecting with other people, right? It can be so many different things. It doesn't have to be a certain way.
1: Mm -mm. Like some girls twerk, some do ballet, like...
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 And some girls have... Some women have long hair and other women have short hair and it doesn't make them any less feminine. No,
1: no, not at all. All like preferences on makeup or i think also like some women are more like bossy and stuff and some are more soft and Mm. it's both are beautiful
0: yeah a hundred percent and i i just want to caveat this by saying that's true for the masculine as well right this is like not us masculine bashing it's like true for, for men as well and for the masculine there's so many different ways that it shows up and it's also Like you said, we're not the same, we're different, but we're equal in that. Like being more going out there and doing stuff and structure and having a to-do list and all those more masculine energetics. There's nothing wrong with that. They're beautiful and they're really useful in a lot of situations. (laughs) It's the same as like kind of feeling more sensual and going with the flow and just being with what's present just as valuable
1: oh yes yeah and yeah kind of like comes into that place like man who is honoring himself his feelings his dreams like all parts of himself and connecting to to that like not trying to be this version or that version just like honors his truth and who he is there's nothing more attractive to a woman i would say
0: yeah and yeah. vice versa right yeah. yeah
1: so if there's like naturally the woman is a bit more masculine maybe that's if that's who she actually is from the core then that's her
0: yeah way of being yeah. and that's beautiful yeah 100 percent. yeah What are some of the tools or what are some of the ways that you tap into your feminine? I know it's like very present for you, but maybe you have some, maybe it's also something that you teach in your workshops. What do you do to tap into that feminine energy?
1: If, if we, if a woman or in general, we have a tendency to be in the head, Mm. heady job, heady way of living, then the way to being is coming to presence with the body mm. what i teach in self body love workshop is that we do body scan so we touch our body all the way through and give love to the parts that we have discussed around or mm. shame around or we feel uncomfortable with we think we should be different in certain parts of ourselves yeah and uh touching yourself i think that's such a great way to come to the body also movement and especially moving the hips
0: mm-hmm.
1: not in a perfect way some perfect work move or anything but just moving the hips and what i learned in in paris i joined there's like um there's the moulin rouge and there's like that side where there is um Yeah, that like burlesque dancing and I joined these heels dancing classes where this woman had been like performing in burlesque and just done a career as a dancer called Nadine Timas. She's like now in her 40s, super beautiful French woman and um, she would teach us femininity in her dance classes as well. So it was heels dancing. So we had the high heels on. The choreography is very essential. And then she would like speak to us. And before the, she would like make us perform her choreography, we had to close our eyes and tap into any feeling we'd want to tap into. It could be rage or it could be like seduction, anything, just playfulness we need to tap into that and also picture that we perform to somebody Mm -hmm. and really tap into that energy before we start to dance. And one thing that was really first awkward was touching my body in front of the mirror with other women. The next thing that was really changed everything for me was Whipping my hair. <laughs> I could feel like having hair down and just like moving it. Now I have the thing on, um, did something for me. Like when I had the hair loose and I was having neck loose, it was really like tuning me into my body and making me feel attractive. It could have been that I had been sitting in my psychology lessons the whole day and being in my head and not in my body and maybe being bloated and having period and being anxious. And then I would go to this dance class and we would just be doing like this to Beyonce songs and have high heels on and the posture would change. And uh, we would touch our body with like soft stroking. And then after that, I would just feel attractive. usually what happened was like some man would approach me when I was walking home because I would just like radiate this like sensual beauty that was coming just from me tapping into my body and doing the movements. So in my workshops, we go to these kind of movements. And many other women have found them working in that sense that you stop thinking how you look. Often we are eyes closed as well. So when you just focus on how you feel, you land into the body and to this freedom. Yeah, you're not, because many women think how they look when they dance, when, they, when they're on, in front of camera, even during sex, everywhere, women think how they look, they're in the head. But once they land into the body, the magic starts to happen.
0: Mm, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I love mm. that.
1: Yeah
0: For me too, I would say dance mm. allows me to really connect to my feminine. Mm. Sometimes I even, especially like when I intentionally want to get more into my feminine, like I'm going on a date or something, right? Because sometimes in like business setting, it still makes sense to be in my masculine a little bit. But when I want to intentionally come into this like feminine energy, I sometimes, if I don't have enough time to actually dance, I just imagine, like I picture for a couple of seconds myself dancing like these elegant, long movements. And that really allows me to connect. It also brings me into my body for sure, because I'm imagining my body kind of moving but it also just allows me to connect to that energy and then also transition time so to give myself more time to move from one situation into the next that also helps me to be more in my feminine and not go into this. Oh, I have to do all these things. Masculine energy. Be my feminine before the date. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I just feel like embodiment is everything. Oh yeah. And movement yeah. is so helpful for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would love for people to know where they can find you. Can you share with us where people should go if they want to connect with you?
1: Yeah, it's my Instagram, which is Sophie with like F-I-E.
0: <laughs>
1: and my last name is Finnish and it's complicated. I'm so- just
0: going to link your Instagram. So <laughs> it's going to be easier. For yeah, me. It's, it's quite complicated. Yeah, Yeah. I will, I will link your Instagram so people can find you there. Thank Thank you so much for doing this, Sophie. This was such an honor to connect with you, um, (laughs) singing even, (laughs) and yeah, to, to learn about your journey and really honoring you for how you showed up and how open you shared. Uh, I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for doing this.
0: To this episode of Sophia on Earth, where we talk about what it means to be human. If you want to dive deeper, leading from your feminine essence in your relationships and in business, I would love to hear from you, and support you on your journey. You can find all of my one-on-one coaching offers on my website at sophiaonearth.com, or feel free to just reach out to me via Instagram at sophiaonearth. Once again, thank you so much for listening sending you so much love.